Hello, and welcome back to Bucket List Bums. I'm Haley. And I'm Riley. Today we're doing part two of Salento, which is literally just one day, so this Mm -hmm. might be shorter, but we were just dragging on in the last episode, so. It was also a really full day, we think, with a lot of information that would be good to know, so we didn't want to just, like, overdo it on the last episode. For those of you who are just joining us, we typically ask each other two questions at the beginning of our episodes as, like, a get to know us, but today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to read our horoscopes. Wait, should we share our zodiacs? Yes. For all those... People that are so true to it, they won't talk to me after this, I'm sure. I can't remember what yours is. Are you a Gemini? Mm, Yeah. You're most likely to be a serial killer. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. If I tell somebody that I'm a Gemini, they're like, ugh. But I do know Gemini men are worse. So at least I have that upper hand. That's true. Wait, what's yours? I'm a Libra. Are we compatible? I don't know. Let me look. So, are we compatible? Sparks are guaranteed to fly. (laughs) Sparks have flown, people. Don't you When the two most charming signs in the Zodiac first meet. Am I charming? I don't necessarily consider myself very charming. And you definitely are not, babe. Especially with the men. (laughs) (laughs) I get very awkward. I'm like... (laughs) That's That's also me in most situations, too. But with women, I'm like, I'm not worried about this. Because I know we're just friends. Right. But I don't want these men thinking anything else. Just because I'm being nice does not mean I'm flirting. True. So just about us. So we are compatible, apparently. But they said... They're both intelligent, easygoing, sociable, and good with words. They enjoy being playful and will flirtatiously tease each other. I don't think we do that. (laughs) Okay. Are we reading horoscopes or should we leave it at that? Yes. This is interesting. Okay. What's that? It's a good day for financial matters, Gemini. With your credit cards maxed out, you may be thinking... (laughs) With your credit cards maxed out, you may be thinking that your bank account isn't as healthy as it could be, but today you're likely to receive some news that indicates otherwise. You may get windfall or discover that your portfolio is generating healthy returns. It's a good day for paperwork. It's now 9.42 p.m. I didn't get a single bit of good financial news today, so it's a lie. So the Libra horoscope says... Your thoughts today are likely to turn to setting goals for the future, particularly concerning your career. While you've made a lot of progress in recent months, you'd like to see even more forward movement. This would be a great day to start thinking of concrete ways to make that happen, Libra. I feel like you're pretty content in your career. So is that bullshit as well? Yeah. All right, two bullshits, guys. Moving on. So day two in Salento. So this was technically... So this is our first, like, day of actually being tourist in Colombia. Yeah. So I know we kind of mentioned Walker House before and how the night prior we were in our own personal concert that we didn't have to pay for. That kept Nor us, did we ask for. Yeah, that kept us up till 11.30. And then the following morning we were woken up at 6 a.m. because someone decided to cook breakfast right outside our door. Also don't know why they couldn't just like quietly make breakfast. It was like they were continuously throwing pans in the sink over and over and over again. I just think they were having some fun. Yeah. So I was up early and we then were going to go to Kokora Valley at what? 8.30? That was the willy we wanted to get was the 8.30 willy. So we get to the willy stand 
and we say Kokora Valley and I think they said Ocho y Media or something like that like asking if us it was 8 30 and we were like see first of all it's 8 15 and there's like a line there with people and they hand us the tickets and then we turn around and this one guy goes Kokora Valley we said yeah he goes vamanos and we just <laughs> hopped on the back of this willy so we're standing on the back of the willy holding on to the top just so we skipped the entire line of probably 10 people wasn't like super aggressive line but we were like oh i think we hadn't processed that we we were just like oh, okay oh, okay because there's a like it goes to four or five different places from there so i thought it was like one of the different areas yeah so to backtrack a little bit it was what a dollar 80 both ways mm-hmm. so there and back per person so it's like 30 minutes there but didn't feel that long for sure no, and the scenery was really pretty on the way. Mm-hmm. So as we're getting there, one thing I think that's important to mention, it went from sunny to like overcast really quickly and it got cold really quick mm-hmm. as well. It was really weird. It was like just over that area. It was like a cloud and it never actually rained. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like an overcast and it was cold. It was odd that we drove 30 minutes and the temperature dropped like 10 degrees one thing we should mention, it was before we went, we knew we wanted to ride horses here, but whenever you looked it up online, there was nothing about horses. There were horse tours. It would take you on like a trail ride from Salento town to Kukora Valley. So it's like multiple hour. And like coffee thing. farms are involved. It is a, it's a long thing and they're expensive. They're like $200 or like 150 or something for the day. I saw a blog of a girl that I guess she was like a horse girl. Like I'm a horse girl, but she was like the horse girl. Like she was like the leader of the horse girls. Yeah. Like every town she went to in Colombia, she made sure to to ride a horse, which is not me. So that was where I saw that she had ridden horses when she arrived at Quicora Valley, like on arrival, not in a pre-packaged tour. So, but then I never saw it again. I couldn't find anything about it. Like Mm -hmm. saying that there's horses on the spot. I even asked our hostel reception person and he was kind of like, oh, you can take a tour. Like he was kind of confusing. Like He we, was like, there should be sub. And then he called about a tour. So it was a little like, yeah, it was so I don't strange. know what that means. So we ended up just going and we were just going to see if they were there. If they weren't, we were just going to hike. And then if they were there, then obviously we're going to do it. So upon pulling in to this valley, there was horses there to rent. They are, a lot. Like yeah. multiple different locations. So when you get there, they kind of drop you off in this parking lot. Just go out of the parking lot and like turn left. Just keep going uphill. If you're going uphill, you're probably <laughs> going in the right direction. The bottom of it is very touristy. There's a lot of like weird stuff where you can take pictures. Yeah, a like, lot of signs and when you look it up online, you'll sometimes see it, but it's like this giant hand looking thing. And people will sit in it. I thought you had to like hike and these were things to see on the way. It's literally in a fence with all of these like Instagram things that you can take pictures with without ever having to And you have to anything. pay to get into them. So mm-hmm. we were like, ew, no. There is one hike, Mirador 1, that has like a butterfly thing at the top. But most of them are just all stacked at the bottom. You'll see pictures with like a willy and it's got a flag on the back. There's one of them in the enclosed thing. Now we'll get to the how we got that picture later because we didn't have to pay for it. You also don't have to ride horses through Kokoda Valley. You can hike it. So because like we said, Salento is very backpacker friendly. 
I think a lot of people do end up hiking from what I saw because like I said, I didn't see anything about people riding horses. What I would say you should know about the hiking is, first of all, when we saw that hike, I mean, it is uphill. Well, Mirador 1 is literally like this. But you so have steep. to. So the Mirador, Mirador just basically translates to like balcony with a view. At least that's what Google said. So there's like Mirador 1, 2, and I think there's a third one. So when you're riding horses, you'll pick a Mirador. You're not going to go to all of them. They're right. going to like take you to certain ones. The most famous one probably for the trees is Mirador 2. Mirador 1 has the like the wings that you can take a picture with. Yeah. And Mirador 2 is the one that takes like an hour hike and it's mm -hmm. all uphill. It's from what we were told. all uphill. The thing I think to know is, is you can think like, oh, it'll be good. I hike, whatever. But you are at such an altitude hiking. Salento sits at 6,000 feet elevation above sea level. So you're already like higher than most North Carolina mountains right. are just sitting. And then you add that hike in with it. It's already harder to breathe. The air's thinner. It is a lot harder physically like on your lungs to do this hike. So I would say that's something to keep in mind when you do go. Also, looked it up because I didn't do it while we were there. Did you know this is the Andes Mountains? Yeah, I did. So we get there. We walk up to these people. Do they speak English? No. So We, had we to kind of expected no one to speak English. Yeah. Though. So we had to try and figure out where we wanted to go. Lots of How much? Yeah. How long? Yeah. Lots of pointing. Lots of charades. The good news is where we got the horses, it's like the last place to get horses before you go on the hike. They had up almost like a poster looking thing with the different places. So we just pointed. <laughs> we were pointing. We were like, we want to go there. So that was nice. We could just point. The horseback riding was 30 mm -hmm. US dollars for Mirador 2 each. So for horseback riding for an hour and a half, I would say that's pretty good. Yeah. And so they told us a price and then they gave us a sheet of paper. Like a receipt. That was more than what it the- it listed out the prices of yeah, everything. It listed out the prices and then what we paid was like, 40,000 40, pesos. 40,000 pesos more. Let's go ahead and mention here, because we mentioned in the last episode, but 40,000 pesos sounds like like a lot of money, but around 5,000 pesos is like one US dollar. It was like eight extra dollars. Yeah. I'll say, which isn't a lot, but it still sucks knowing you've been ripped off. Or like you start yeah. feeling like you've overpaid. Well, yeah, and then you can't really communicate like, what is this? Because you just can't. Yeah. Talk to them. Uh, it was hard enough trying to figure out the price. So I think that was like, whatever. That point I was little, I was like, is this what it's going to be like everywhere? Yeah. I think that they include tips at most places. I know they do it for food over there and you're not obligated to pay it. But even with taxis, I think that they're including tip into that. So I think that's what that extra charge was. Yeah. So we didn't figure that out though until the end. So we'll kind of get to how we figured that out, but just maybe be aware that if there is an upcharge and you do speak Spanish, you could ask like, is this a tip or like, why is it extra? But we didn't. And that's kind of the conclusion we came to. I definitely would have tipped her because I didn't realize that these people, so you get the horses, these horses are already conditioned to know exactly where to go. It's the strangest things. They're like robots. And then the person walks behind them all the way up this trail an hour and a half. Like this woman was using the horse's tail as like almost like a hiking stick. I felt so bad for her. She was literally on like a full blown hike 
following us. And this horse kept farting in her face. <laughs> it did. It really did. And I'm like, this poor lady, why don't they give her a horse to ride? Well, you're the horse person. So let me ask, do you A, think the horses were well taken care of? And then B, do you think her like pulling on the tail like that hurts the horses in any no. way? I don't think she was hurting the horse in any way by using it. I don't think she was like, she was grabbing onto big chunks of it rather than small pieces where they would come out. She was just using it as like some leverage to get up the hill a little bit easier. And she wasn't using it to like stop him or pull him or no, in any way. She literally the horses just, knew what they were doing. Oh my gosh. They were like, my horse kept trying to eat the grass mm-hmm. and she would just make a noise and he would just stop and keep going. And like I said, she's literally in the back. So these horses know exactly where to go. And what's really odd about it is there's different trails. I mean, I remember one point she kind of led them to Remember, she kind of, like, got in front of them and pushed them towards one of the trails? Yeah. But then from there on, they just knew exactly where to go. I do think they were well taken care of. They didn't look mangy. They looked fine. I do think there probably is some serious training going on for them to be that conditioned to, you know... I mean, they're just very well behaved. I didn't see, like, her hit them or anything like that, which, you know, would concern me of, like, how they're training them. I think the only other thing that I would say is it seems like they run them all day long. The horses that we used when we walked back by there, like maybe an hour after we got off our ride, they were gone again. So that would be my only thing that I, like, I'm glad we were one of the first people there because I think if we were one of 30 people, I would have felt like shit, I think. Well, I think something else, because once again, we didn't speak Spanish, so we don't know and we could have asked, but... It was already hard enough to ask the names of the horses for us. There's also a lot of horse farms before you get there. We were saying coming back that maybe it's possible like different horses go different days. And as you were sitting here talking, I thought maybe like the horses reach a certain amount of rides they'll do. And then they're like, sorry, you weren't here on like early enough. We're done for the day. Maybe. Or maybe at noon they swap them out. Yeah, I wish we could have spoke some Spanish to be able to understand kind of how they... But they, like I said, they looked healthy. They didn't look like they, I never saw them like get aggressive with them. And also another thing on the trails, at least the one that we went on, it's like in an area where there's other horses. Like we literally just passed right by like a baby horse and like four other horses that are just like free grazing. And there's different areas with water. So Mm -hmm. I like that too, because every time we hit one, she would make them stop and see if they wanted some. So uh. I mean, I think they care for the horses. I don't think they're like we are with our dogs. We're like, oh, would you, would you, like, yeah, I think, it's a business. I think they genuinely care for the horses. And I thought our hike was, like I said, with getting there early. I think it's really important because we basically had this trail to ourselves. It was so, so pretty. pretty, and like just to see these horses like laying in the field in front of you and like being we, by yourself. Like we passed nobody. Yeah, we were by ourselves the entire time. The only time we passed them was coming back, like at the final stretch of the trail, people were coming up. So we had this entire trail to ourselves. I think also something to know is the horse trail and the walking trail are two different trails. If you're hiking, you're not going to see the horses. I think it's also a safety thing. Like you don't want all these people around the horses. I can't imagine that's going to go well. You get off the willies, you walk. It's the same trail at that point. And then it's kind of splits off and there's like a walking trail on one side with like wire and then like a almost like a sidewalk and then there's like a road to the right where it's big enough for like a car to fit through where all the horses walk so then you're completely separated from the horses one thing i will say this place does not 
smell very pleasant. It smells like a lot of horse poop. <laughs> I like the smell of horse poop because I grew up around it. That's a weird statement it's, to no, make. It's I like, like the smell of horse poop. Literally ask my Nana and my mom. They'll tell you. Just leave me alone. So it doesn't bother me, but I think other people would think it's probably not a great smell. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, there's a lot of poopy. Yeah. So you got to watch where you're stepping. Mine kept farting all the time. Mine was, I think, like, especially the first part of it, it was loud. Mine... I think farted for maybe half the ride and I just could not stop. Every say, time he so, did it. She's so mature. She just could not stop laughing. I'm like, you're a child. And at one point the tour guide goes, funny, yes. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> funny, yes. So anyways, so we get the top of this trail. She asked us to get off and then we have to kind of climb up. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This is this was the point where I was like, I'm so glad we didn't hike. Because when we got to the top, I'm like, because <gasps> it was straight up. So we were up there, we took some pictures, and then some other people that had hiked just kind of showed up. So, and they were like, yeah, it took us an hour. And I'm like, oh, really? We rode horses. It took us like 30 minutes. And I bet ours was way less effort than yours. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I mean, it was really pretty. We stayed there for what, 20 minutes on the top of that? And then we took a couple pictures, then we went down, got back on the horse, and then went back. Yeah, so when you come down to the end of the horse trail... There is this like fenced area with more places where you can take pictures. And so basically what we had deciphered through our lack of Spanish knowledge was we could get off and take pictures there, but we would have to walk the rest of the way back. So we hopped off and she took our two horses back. We were like, do we tip her? Like she didn't even she ask She just hopped on us. the horse and like took the other one and went. We just kind of came to the conclusion they kind of included it. So then after that... We went and sat at this coffee shop. I got a hot chocolate and the guy was so cute. He was like totally flirting with Haley and he didn't know a lick of English, but he said he didn't know little English. Yeah. I said little Spanish. (laughs) But we got this like caramel cake and she got, what'd you get? A Bailey's drink? I got a with Irish coffee. It was like nine in the morning, but that's fine. It was so good. It was 1030. They did it good for that. But I will say once I got to the bottom, there was a lot of like extra whiskey there. So I just dumped the last part of it. I was like, I can't. Um, (laughs) It's too early. Hot chocolate there is, I mean, it's super good, but you can tell that it's like real chocolate. Yeah, that's no Swiss Miss powder mix. Like it's definitely, it's not as sweet, I would say. It's Mm -hmm. more, but anyway, so I would recommend getting hot chocolate at some point when you're there. Because it just tastes different. It's good. Also, try whatever. Apparently, it's not caramel, but try whatever we think is that caramel cake there. Phenomenal. Yeah, it was really good. So good. By the way, my Irish coffee, in case you're wondering, like, I thought it was going to be, like, $8. We're at a cafe at Coquota Valley. $2.50. Not even. (laughs) Like, dirt cheap stuff there. So... We are sitting at this table. They have these little like cutesy tables that looks like they chopped tree trunks and made stuff out of them. All of a sudden, (laughs) we can see the horse trail. And this kid is on this little white horse. (laughs) And it is sprinting up the hill. And he goes, ah! And someone else is chasing after him on then, another horse. Okay, the person that's chasing after him on another horse, that horse reared up. So <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, I seriously thought that they were, like, local people that, like, own these horses, right? I thought they were training the horses. 
But then we hear him crying, like, scream crying. Like, instead of just going, ah, he's like, help, help. As he's still going up the hill. And so we're like, what did we just witness? But we thought, we still were like, okay, maybe this was like a training situation, right? Because I thought, why would you let a kid ride on a horse that has the possibility of doing this? Like, full on, like, galloping up this hill. Oh, it was so funny. And so then we see them come back down and he's, like, wearing a helmet. And he's, like, with a group of tourists. And we're like, he was a tourist. I mean, <laughs> he's never going to forget that. He may never ride a horse again. It was with, like, his parents were on the horses. Yeah, it was was quite funny. I'm not gonna lie. Moving on from the horses, we then we were gonna go get some food, but pretty much everything there is all like cafes and coffee and like some cakes. Like there's really no food. We kind of hung out a little bit. They have these like big nets that you can lay on. Like yeah, they're like hammocks, but they're big nets. If you've ever seen the hotels in Bali, those videos of like yeah. people laying on the hammock out like above the whatever right. fields those are. That's kind of what it looks like. That's what I thought in my mind. I was like, oh, it's like the ones from Bali. Yeah. So we laid on that for a bit, soaked in views, and then we decided to go back. To get back to the will, you just go back to the parking lot where you got dropped off. So this is when we realized that I think we had a little bit of either American privilege or just white girl privilege. Because there was a line of probably 45 people. We walk up. I'm headed for the willy. I'm like, oh, they're about to leave. Let's go. And you were like, no, there's a line. So then we about face for the line. But then this guy comes up to us and he goes, Salento. We said, see, he does the same thing. He goes, vamanos. (laughs) And we stand on the back of the willy yet again. It kind of seems like they're like, oh, we're full. We can't take anyone. And then they see us and they're like, well, we'll take them. Yeah. And the people in the line. Saw it happen. Like, it was like death stares. They were pissed. Yeah. And I would have been too, to be fair. But also we speak zero Spanish. So what were we going to say? No, we'd rather wait in line. This doesn't seem fair. Right. Also. They approached us. It's not like we were like, can we, can we go? You know? No, we were going to get in line we and they were, they were the ones that called us out and we're like, let's go. So when we were on the back of the willy, like we were still being stared at and after we were driving away and I was like, I think this is white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> not that that's funny, but it kind of was. It we were was just, just yeah. so obvious because like we were saying in the last episode that this is the area where Colombians go to vacation. So everyone else in line did not appear to be as pasty as we were. And I just, I literally got on and I was like, okay. this is because the way we look or the way we talk. There's no other reason yeah. for this to be happening. But it worked for us. So we didn't care. We didn't fight it. No, but it was very uncomfortable. To be glared at for sure. But yeah. once again, we were like, what is the alternative? Do we say no thanks? We'll wait in line. Yeah. All right. So we got back. Well, we didn't mention this before, but the showers were kind of chilly like they didn't get super hot there and so and it was cold at night so we were like let's take a shower during the day so we're not like freezing our butts off in this room so what we did we were you know wearing our like hiking or whatever clothes so we were like let's just go to this there's this viewpoint in Salento also called Mirador Mm -hmm. which is like a lot of steps so we were like okay we'll just go there get sweaty and then go back and shower So the Mirador, it's like, even when I read about it, they said it is like five minutes of straight stairs, but they said the view is so worth it. So we just did it. I went full send up the stairs. Like, so if I stop, 
I'll sit here for hours. So when you get to the top, I was expecting it just to be like a view. And I had read that there's like some playground sort of thing. So I was expecting that in like a swing set. There is vendors up there. You can buy food. You can buy jewelry. You can buy all sorts of stuff up there. And that- we thought that they were going up the stairs every day. But then we saw a lot of people passing the, the playground. We're like, what's over there? There's literally a full-on parking lot over there and, like, this really pretty viewpoint. So keep walking because we didn't know that that was up there. But the food up there, once again, I thought it'd be expensive. But I think we got an empanada. That was the cheapest meal we had the whole time. What is Now, it wasn't good. What was that wafer thing? Okay. So one thing that you should try in Colombia is called a oblias. So it's O-B-L-E-A-S. And it's basically, like, a wafer. And they put like a jam, like a condensed milk kind of spread, their version of caramel. Like if you say caramel, they're like, no, but it tastes like caramel. Um, That's what we mean by the caramel cakes. It's whatever that is. It's like something with an A. I don't know. So it's like two wafers slammed together with these in the middle. It's actually really good. It's like a light dessert. I would eat it again. I I would eat it that again. I would not eat the empanada again, but the oblias, I would eat, I would have another. But what's so funny is we couldn't communicate what we wanted on it. So she literally just grabbed my finger and was like... It was in a squeeze bottle. Yeah, it was in a squeeze bottle. So I literally tried all four on my same finger, (laughs) which is not sanitary. But that's how I discovered what I wanted on it. There was one that I was like, eh, no thanks. Yeah, there was one you're like, I think that's salt. (laughs) Like or something. So gross. So anyways, but in total, both of them, it was like 75 cents. For mm-hmm. an empanada and the oblias or whatever. That was like our lunch to hold us over till dinner. So anyways, so then we went back, took a shower. Then we went to go play some Tijo, which is the Colombian sport. This is like cornhole to the extreme. <laughs> and it's, it's dirty. so hard. It's dirty. It smells like explosives. Because <laughs> that's what's happening. I'm telling you, when I was trying to describe this game to people, because I didn't fully know what it was before we left, I was like, this is like explosive cornhole is what it is. It really is. So basically, there's this like cornhole looking, it's like a slant, and it's, it has like clay in it. And then in the middle, there's like a metal ring, and you're supposed to put these little explosive triangle things up for. Yeah, so it's basically like paper. That has been folded up and there's a gunpowder in it. So when you hit this metal thing you're throwing. On top of the gunpowder and it hits the other metal underneath it, it causes an explosion. Right. So it's loud and it there's smoke. And, and it smells. But what happens is because of the clay, the clay moves it around to a point where, like, I can't even tell you how many times we hit the thing and it didn't explode. Like, it kind of has to hit perfectly and the clay has to be, like, set up right. For it to actually explode. So we tried for a long time. But again, like having that clay on your hand, like that feeling, I was like, I can't do this much longer. Well, also the things we're throwing were probably what, four or five pounds of metal. Yeah. Like it wasn't like. It's heavy. Yeah. And you only get one. So every time you throw one, like <laughs> you each get one, you have to go get it. And like, it'll literally like, you'll hear it because it'll plop into the clay. So you can tell when it's like, ooh, that one's Well, stuck. and then they give you like a thing so you can dig it out. <laughs> it's just kind of messy. We went to um, a place called Cancha de Tijo Los Amigos. Yeah, so it's called Los Amigos, basically. And so, yeah, there's like a bunch of lanes, like almost like bowling with like different areas you can do it. And you either have to pay for it or you just pay for a beer and that covers the cost. So we bought 
a beer, obviously. I think the beer was a little bit more expensive, but that made sense considering we were also playing the game. There's no time limit either. We could have just stayed until yeah. we hit everything and just only had that one drink. And then these people came in that like clearly do it like all the time. This was wild. I swear they were like almost like a basketball court away from this thing throwing it. And that was when I looked at him like, if we get hit in the head, we're knocked out. I was like, by the time that thing has created that much, what is it called, force or whatever behind it? I mean, it, they were like, like chucking it. I just was astonished that they were even still hitting the clay at all. I was like, okay, we're not doing good at this. I don't really want to get hit in the head. No, so. and this was after like probably 30 yeah, minutes we've of been trying. Yeah, we for like 30, yeah. Yeah, and even one guy came around and tried to help us and it just wasn't working. But he also was having trouble with it too. So that's why I don't know if it was us or if it was like the setup. But I don't know. I like to think it's the setup. Anyways, I think it's definitely worth a shot. You know, it's worth trying. It was, it was definitely a cool experience. You can go for like 10 minutes, give it a go, and if you don't like it, leave. It wasn't expensive. Yeah, so then after that, that night we got pizza because we were just over the trout. Pizza was really good. Couldn't tell you the place, but... I can give you a general direction. <laughs> the main square. Your back is to the church. Go to the end of the square on the right and go one street down and it's on that corner. Yeah, and the doors are open and stuff and it says pizza, yeah. so... But that was a really good pizza and we shared a medium and it was plenty of food, like... It we, was, I think we had like four slices yeah, we each. Had like four, yeah. And it was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. like normal crust. It was good. I don't even know what it was, but that was good crust. I agree. So then we went into the square and there were like people there with like drums and stuff going on. So we went to watch it. And this is where we met our first Venezuelans. So we sat down and they kind of started to ask where we were from. We said the United States. Mind you, there's no English happening here. This so we is said, very charades We said, I think you looked at me like, how do we say United States? I was like, Estados Unidos. Estados Unidos. And I will say I've had people ask to take pictures with me before. It happened in Italy. So I kind of like, I just kind of know when it's coming. I knew it was coming. As soon as we, as soon as they asked where we were from, I was like, they're going to do it. Her two sons and her husband were somewhere else at that moment in time. So they came over and then she was like, photo, photo. We thought it was the two kids and the husband. We were like, sure. So we do this and we're sitting there. She goes, no, arms around each other. Yeah, she's like <laughs> trying to get us all cozy. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So I like, literally am like cuddled up with this man that I've never. By the way, they had just bought like a whole bottle of like bourbon or something. Yeah. They're pouring it in the square. Yeah. Into like red solo cups. There was definitely some drinking happening yeah. and then we're like oh he's not getting in it the dad and she and then we found out afterwards she was like no that's a different photo yeah so we had like multi yeah multiple photos so we had one with the kids and we had one with the dad it was weird it was weird i did have my hand on my phone at all time and like kind of near like because i was wearing a fanny pack across my chest so i also had like a hand on it because i had read they'll distract you with something else and then take it so i'm right. always very aware of things like that so I had my hands on my things, but they didn't attempt to take anything. Then they asked us, like, where are you from in the United States? And we said, like, Carolina del Norte. So, like, North Carolina. And then they came back later. I say later, like, a few seconds later. And we're like, what is that near? Like, it was like, we don't know Spanish. Like, stop. At, like, and they kept trying to talk to us. And we were like, 
this is stressful for us because you're just staring at us. Like they were like leaned up close to our faces. Like the dad was standing. I'm reenacting this as I say it. He's like hinged at the waist with his hands resting on his knees, staring right at us. So like we're sitting and he's at eye level yeah, with it us. Yeah, creepy. And he I mean, was not in a weird way. Like I didn't think they were going to do anything, but it was kind of like, okay, like you've had your picture. We ended up getting up to Delete, because like, uh. we heard another girl that they were with say like como se dice selfie like she was asking how you say selfie in english and i think i leaned over to you and i said let's go it's selfie and then i was like it's just going to continue to keep going at this point so let's just so we ended up leaving after that so i mean that was pretty much that day and then we had to try and figure out how to get a taxi back Paella. to Paella in the morning. <laughs> Just so you know, and we kind of mentioned it before, the bus takes a lot longer than they say it does. And the first bus goes out at uh, six. And so basically when we told him our flight was at like 10, he's like, yeah, you can't take the bus. You're not going to get there in time. Yeah. Cause we would have to walk down to the square, get a willy to the bus station. Then at the bus station, we would have to obviously get on a bus, but then they said with traffic, it could take like up to two or three hours. Yeah. And then from there, you still have to take a taxi from the bus station to the airport. Basically, this is the first place where we kind of relied heavily on where we were staying to to schedule those taxis for early, because we had a lot of early flights and just you know, or we were in a hotel where there wasn't taxis just running up and down the street. So basically at all our hotels, we, we used them to get to the airport to book a taxi. Well, this was also like when we tried to tell him that we needed to be at the airport at 830, he was like, well, the bus is good. The bus is good. And we're like, we get that. I was trying to tell you too at the same time. I was like, this bus is not going to work. I also don't think we want to take our chances with the bus. I think it's just better if we take a taxi. We were trying to convey that to them. And he was like, the buses will get you there. The bus is fine. We're like, we get the bus is super cheap. They're just pushing that cheap stuff. Well, I They're think, not used to the other stuff. I, don't I think. think they were like, kind of like, if you can afford a taxi, why are you in a hostel? <laughs> Too? True. All right. Well, that's basically the day. The next day we flew out and we'll touch on that day later. So like I said, this is going to be like a several parter. Anyways. So what did you like slash something that surprised you? I think something that surprised me was A, the dogs everywhere. Okay. I wasn't expecting there to be that many dogs. What I really liked about it was out of kind of all the places we went to, it kind of felt like the most, like we were really a part of the town. Now, Amazon, yeah. I would say it was different, but we had a guide with us everywhere we went. Right. Whereas here we just kind of moseyed about and... I mean, we did the touristy things, but otherwise we ate, sat in the square, did things. Right. For me, like something that I liked, I didn't feel unsafe there. Everyone's really welcoming. Everyone's really nice. Even the couple people we spoke to that did speak English, they were so sweet. Yeah. Like I said, super cheap. So it was just a really good like starter to the trip, I think. I felt safe walking around the town and I, I just wasn't nervous. So I, that's something I did like about it. And obviously the dogs. Okay, what's something you didn't like? This is, I think, very little thing, but it's like, like you said, the menu was the same kind of everywhere. Yeah. So it kind of felt like for Colombian food, you were very limited to trout. Yeah, I was like, I was like, is this going to be our whole trip? Like, are we going to have to eat trout? But there's chicken, but it was also like chicken was quite a bit more, I would say, than the trout on the menus. Except if you're at that one place that we were at, the Recon de Lucie, I think it was. That's the same across the board, no matter what you get. But typically the chicken is more expensive in our opinion we just were like let's try the trout and then after like two meals of, of having, trout we were like pizza well one was also really good and the other one was like mm. so we were just like we don't want another one with a head and all the fins <laughs> and have to skin it ourselves 
I would say that's probably what I didn't like too. I didn't I feel like there's, yeah. it was lacking in information a little bit. Like especially like how do we get to the coffee tour? Like yeah, we had to ask our hostel how to do that because otherwise like it's not very you know available online. But that was kind of the same way with everywhere in Colombia. Like this was just kind of we're running blind because there's just not a lot about Colombia. Really no, and that's, I think, why we were so, like, while we were there, we were taking notes, too. We're like, these are things we should probably, like, the horse thing. We saw it once and then nowhere else. Yeah. It's definitely an up-and-coming up place. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're going to start seeing more stuff about it. I've seen a lot of, like, group travel companies are starting to take group trips there. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's, like, on the rise. What was something you liked or surprised you? Like you said, I think you said the dog surprised you, right? Yeah, the dog surprised me. That was our first taste of like how cheap it was. I felt like a millionaire. And I was like, we get all this food for $3? Yeah. So obviously I like that because we're balling on a budget, man. Would you recommend this place? I mean, I think I know your answer, but... Definitely. Yeah. I understand why they vacation there. It is so pretty. Like it's in Kanto. If you've seen in Kanto, this is where it's supposed to be. Like Kokoda Valley in Kanto. It's and the, beautiful. I was going to say, this, the city is just so vibrant. Like, the colors are just pretty. and The people were nice, even though we didn't really speak Spanish. They were still like, oh, okay. Like, they were kind of getting what you we were saying. Granted, there was a lot of pointing and shades, but, like, they were never rude about it. They na- never made us feel like idiots. So, it no. was... Except for they just keep talking. You're like, homie. So a lot of times, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do the pointing. Or, or they would just be like... And you'd be like, can you, like point or like write it down or there were a couple people that did that but it was rare it just kind of kept talking and you're like this isn't helpful but it wasn't like a little bit it was like a whole spiel yeah yeah. and i was like i think i caught maybe three words out of like the last two minutes of what you just said like they don't slow it down nothing i would recommend it it's great for mountain people just be aware i think the one thing is that elevation so even when you're not like in Kokoda Valley, just make sure you're staying hydrated and things like that because the elevation will get well, you. Well, and it's, you make sure to pack correctly because like I wore my rain jacket majority of the time we were there just because it's, it's chilly. All right. Check us out on Instagram where you can see all of our amazing content. It's uh, Bucketless Bums Pod on Insta. It's bums with a Z. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Really, really helps us out. Really helps get the word out. DM us if you have any questions about anything about Columbia or if you want us to cover a place that we haven't covered yet, DM us, let us know. So the next episode will be on Cartagena. And who knows how many parts that will be because both of these episodes have been one day. We were in Cartagena for three. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to try, but like, if you don't like Columbia, I'm sorry, but we got lots to say. We loved Columbia. Yeah, I, I really did like it. All right, well, we'll wrap it up. Talk to you later. Bye.